I went to work to get into Louise. Having no compunctions, it seemed to me the most natural thing in the world. I had read about the naughtiness of seduction, but my associates had taught me that every girl wanted fucking, and was longing secretly for it. High or low, rich or poor, it was the same. As to servants and women of the humbler class, that they all took to cock on the quiet, and were proud of having a gentleman to cover them. Such was the opinion of men in my class of life, and of my age. My experience with my mother's servants corroborated it, and so to get into Louise seemed both natural and proper. I suppose there is but one way ordinarily of beginning with a woman. A man must first make himself agreeable, then successively familiar, endearing, coaxing, loose, bold, bawdy, determined, then, if needs be, fierce, or even violent. This order comes naturally to men cunt hunting, and ends in fucking. It does not follow that if the early stages pass easily, that the last shall ensure success. Occasionally the woman is scared, put on her guard against herself and the man, and the chance is lost. This cause had become familiar to me at home, and I began. No person in the house except Camille and Madame Boileau spoke French. There was no other to speak at all, so my conversation was acceptable. At the end of a week I had kissed her to her contentment. No strong, healthy woman of eighteen is otherwise than gratified by the kisses of a young man. Money, I knew, now told much, and I gave some to her who had never perhaps had five shillings to call her own. She gave me a kiss in the dark passage. I hugged her and pushed outside at her cunt. She ran upstairs, angry, but had forgot it the next day. Looking at her and longing used to make me randy. Then, if near, Camille's cunt caught the benefit of it. The girl used to eye us when we went into the bedroom. She had a quarrel with her mistress and said she would go home. Camille said she might, but speaking only French and without money, how could she? Just then, through change of climate and living, she fell ill. We were very kind to her. I got her everything. When asleep one day, Camille partly uncovered her and showed me her limbs naked. They were so fine and so excited me that, but for Camille, I think I should have ravished her. She soon got well, and I said that if I did not soon have her, I should cease seeing her. Who hindered? Camille asked. There she was. I might have her. Then I had a suspicious fit. All the old major had told me about fellows being sold and taken in by women who were not virgins came to my mind. The girl was never out but for a few minutes at a time to fetch things. Yet other men saw Camille, and some might have seen and had the girl. Camille had once taken her out in a cab. She might have been to some man's. 
So I said I would not give the money unless I saw her virgin cunt first. After a day or two, Camille agreed to it. If I would give her ten pounds down and would swear never to disclose it to the girl. I thought still I was to be fooled. So I called upon my old schoolfellow, who used to say, Snatch at her cunt and show her your cucumber. He had been one of the frigging match, and had just been appointed assistant surgeon at a hospital. He was a young bachelor and bawdy-minded as ever. Mungo, said I, have you ever seen a virginity? Many, he replied. I have dissected them, and if girls have anything the matter with their wombs or cunts, we get a look. They don't mind a doctor. If a girl...